I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Francis. Uh, Jamie, yeah. If you were stranded on a desert island, okay, what one thing would you bring? Super yacht. (laughs) It's actually quite a good idea. No, no, okay, fine. Do you know what I would bring? What? My phone. What your phone so you could take top, topless selfies on the beach yes but like and not also that because I could watch now TV now it's got over get this a thousand movies and 300 box sets imagine being on a desert island and having all of that you could literally you'd never run out I think I'd start with like Star Wars The Last Jedi and pff, A Discovery of Witches so there's Wi-Fi on this desert island, is there? There's Wi-Fi everywhere. Uh, if you say so. And I think it would be nice. I'd have, like, all day to catch up on, like, my favourite shows, because I never get it. It's so, like Dexter, The Walking Dead, Billions, and they even add a new movie premiere every single day. Jamie, you know you can't survive on box sets and movies. Yes, you can. I'd watch Castaway, okay, the one with Tom Hanks, Strand on the Island. I'd learn how to hunt food, like, catch fish, like, get my teeth out, and I'd, like, build a raft as well. Wow, sounds like you've got it all figured out. Yeah, I do. So when are we leaving? Sorry, you may hear what I'm uh, eating right now, but it's a minstrel. Minstrels are probably one of the best chocolates. I, in fact, I had this discussion the other day with someone. Yeah, out of all the chocolates out there, my favourite is got to be, I think, Galaxy or Terry's Chocolate Orange. Unbelievable. Mm. Tuna Hills is my favourite, is our guest today, by the way. Okay, this person who's coming on the podcast today, I am so excited because I actually had a boy crush on him when I was growing up. Literally a boy crush. I mean, that not that weird? That I, had, I had a crush on this guy. I remember once I went to a place called Val de Lobo, which is in Portugal in the Algarve, and I saw a guy who looked like this person. I thought it was him, and I followed this person the entire night because I thought it was the person that we have on today, but it wasn't. Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen... Danny Jones. Yes, Danny Jones from McFly. Danny Jones from McBusted. The one and only, yes, the coolest rock star out there. Now, we chatted about everything. We chatted about music. We chatted about band life. We chatted about how the band was put together. We chatted about his family. What's he doing now? Music, the music industry, how it's changed. Tattoos, literally everything. Very fun podcast. Made me very happy, actually. Um, so listen, if you uh, if you feel like... Uh... So I'm meeting another minstrel. If you feel like hanging out for the episode, please do. I think you'll really enjoy this. Also remember, we are still on tour. If you want to go and get our tickets uh, for loads of different theatres, plus the Clapham Grand, which is in London, on the 7th of November, because the 8th is sold out, it's privatepartspodcast.com. Tickets are still on sale right now. Right, team. Anyway, over to you guys to have a listen to this. Enjoy it. Whatever you're doing, whether you're commuting, exercising, hanging out, doing whatever it is. Someone was telling me they were listening to us while having an MRI scan. So if that's you, good on you. This is Private Parts, episode 83 with Danny Jones. Enjoy. Here we go. Back, back yes. again. We're, yes. Yeah. Yes. You bring. You bring it. You you you, you bring, bring, bring bring. That's mad. That's like if I was a DJ. That's why I start every song with you. you, you, you that's well, then me. You'd be an MC then, wouldn't you? No, unless, unless you're 
I'm a DJ. Over your DJ. No, I'm a DJ and an MC. That's that would be my. my oh, you'd be like one of those ones that goes around to like uh, school discos with your mobile disco. Like, well, like Phoenix Night. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, exactly. laughs> uh, I can actually in that hat, that outfit. I think what? I can see it. Why would I? What, in any way? Like would... a yellow light, a blue light. No, yeah, I fucking yeah, would. Light. No, I would. Yeah, you would. Yeah. No, if I got like, firstly, there's a few things I gotta let and you know. You'd be, before... you'd be like that. What DJ Boonie? Well, is it that... What the hell are you talking about? Firstly, before we even start this podcast, I'm gonna let you know. God did not allow me to be a couple of things. He didn't allow me to be a DJ. He didn't allow me to be over six foot and he didn't allow me to be in a band. Otherwise, it would have been unfair. That is that is 100 percent true. Or haven't. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That's why he and and what he was making me like, we can't give him those qualities. We can't give him uh, an IQ above 100. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our lives. Join with us today. We are very excited. Danny Jones. Buddy, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Are you excited? Yeah, this is actually my, I would say officially, my, uh, you're breaking my podcast virginity. Really? Really? Are we? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. How how does it feel? Does it hurt? Is it comfortable? (laughs) What happens? So far, you've been very gentle. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. You've offered me alcohol. We're we're honoured. Danny, to have you here and to also be taking your podcast virginity. And before we- popping your pod. Oh yeah, nice. oh. yeah. You like that one, don't you, Francis? I well mean, done. technically it's not because I I did uh, a lengthy interview, but it was. I feel like this is the kind of one that's like a podcast. Yeah. That is in the not <laughs> intense because the last one was intense. Yeah. This can be intense. I've heard. No, this is pretty gripping. We ask you some pretty serious questions, Maybe and we and we have from. no format, so <laughs> we just go with it. Whatever yeah, happens. I love that. Who told you it was intense? Um, loads of people, just just lo- loads. Everyone's loads talking about it. Everyone's Word talking about street. it. Saying any walking in here, they're going, "Don't go in there. It's intense." <laughs> can I? Can I be honest from the start, dude? Yeah, Danny, for once. No, I'm always on. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm always honest. Be nice for a change. No, I'm always freaking honest, honest. Liar. Be uh, honest. Be honest. I'm. Be, I'm being honest. I would like to be. I would like this to be the most honest interview. I've ever had. Francis would be arrested, so we can't actually. What? Yeah, go on. <laughs> you, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Are you trying to be funny there? No, I'm not trying to be funny. It's just, it's just true. But Danny, uh, you, when I growing up, when mm-hmm. I was about mm-hmm. from age of about twelve to sixteen, you were my man crush. What? That, that is no word of a lie. I'm not saying that you were my How? man with so that I'm, hairdo and those <laughs> spots. No, you were, you were, you were my man crush. I, I and, oh. and you, and listen, and we're going to talk about so many other things, but. You know, you were you were in McFly, one of the biggest boy bands in, in for my. Well, when we were at school, it was like, yeah, huge McFly. And and you were my man McFly crush, busted, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And and actually, well, the noise next door. Do you remember? Oh them? my god, mate, they were crazy. They who were, were the noise so, next door. So, Those no, three guys that were know, like, do you know? Do you know? Like they actually lived near. Like they lived in Henley near. They my lived school next door when to I was you. At school, and I remember meeting the noise next door, and they were like, they were like. They were really hardcore, but like yeah. bo- uh, they were—I don't know whatever happened to them. What were they? I don't know. Because <laughs> were, were, were they brothers? Well, I don't know. I it was weird. Maybe, they, yeah. it, there was something weird going on there. You know, you know, Francis when he was younger wrote a letter to Hanson asking if he could be in their band of no brothers and way. play the violin. Yeah, this is completely true. Did you? Did. Yeah, yeah I did. Well, you'd ask if they responded. <laughs> did they? Did they say yes? No, because they. <laughs> I, 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 they, they didn't. Have a let's get a ginger bloke in our band who's not my brother. Let's do let's do that. They didn't have a violinist, and so I played the violin. Yep. I, so I just wrote them a letter, said, "Can I 
lend my services. You had a chance. Yeah. He basically he said, "I say, can I be the fluffer?" That's literally what you wanted to be, I reckon. No. Yeah. <laughs> my my no, I had more hair back then, and I thought, you know, we'd all ha- hang out. They looked like they had fun. Yeah. <laughs> But like they knew yeah, the yeah, there's no okay. way they're going to have an eight-year-old cruising around them. But Danny, you know, oh, I, yeah. think, I think this is where you've got to start things off at, for sure, is the fact that, you know, you were at Fly, one of the biggest boy bands. Um, was it always music for you? Was it always going to be music from the beginning? Is that what you were just... Um, yeah, I think when I was, um, I was 18 months and uh, I got my first guitar, it was a plastic one, obviously. I was about 18, 19 months old and I just remember literally going to bed with it, sleeping with it and... I got a bit older, started learning about, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether I, I got kind of, um, kind of, uh, I don't know, pushed into it or, or just mind fucked with it. But um, yeah. Did you think you got pushed into it? Or? No, I, well, the only thing that was on TV was like Pink Floyd, Springsteen, Tubular Bells and all this. And I remember getting obsessed with Mike Oldfield. See, I don't know Bells. any of these, I know Springsteen, I know... Blue bells? What the blue bells? What? Tubular, Tubular bells, bells, man. You know the Exorcist team Oh, yeah. Sick. <laughs> what is it? Kubler bells? Tubular bells. Uh, so you sing a song on front. So that's Tubular bells. Uh, I'm trying to think of one. Oh, yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's like crazy instrumental. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like ELO sort of... But he, he was an amazing... I, I was just obsessed with like the whole uh, production of it and... Um, and I just knew I wanted to do that. And I saw Springsteen on stage and I said to my mum, I want to do that one day. And cutting a very, very long story short is when we played Hyde Park um, a few years ago, that was my one of my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you achieve one of those things, it's quite overwhelming. Yeah. When you said as a kid, you want to play that stage and I ended up playing that stage. And Bruce was, like, was in the crowd and he was like, I want to do that one. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing missing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that The one. only thing missing. <laughs> Supported, mate, mate. The Backstreet Boys supported us. That's really? Us. What's that about? Where? What's happened what's to them? What's that about? Really? What's to them? And you know what we said? Can we get a picture? They were like, nah. No. <laughs> no fucking yeah. ways. Yeah. Oh, what? So they didn't want to. They didn't want it to mate, be documented. They didn't mingle. No. Wait, 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 I don't wait, think wait. They, I don't think it was a proud moment for them. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. That is that is absolutely ridiculous. They said no. Yeah. But all three of them, like, like in unison, like they just go no, like straight um, up. No, it was kind of a no in, in the sense that like a couple of them will do it if you come to our dressing room, and we were like, what? we're headlining, bro. What the hell? So, yeah, it was a bit like, um, nah, mate. Do you think they were a bit chippy about you headlining? I don't know. Maybe there's some weird. Maybe we were just getting fed some other stuff, but that's that's what we got from it. Like that's we a- asked for a picture, like you know, all of us together backstage at Hyde Park. That's a, that's a, I, I hate that. Do you know, honestly, I really just hate that where people just kind of have that kind of vibe. I just don't understand it. But with McFly, McFly was, uh, I mean, it was enormous, you know, huge. huge and all these kind of things. And you, so you said you, you kind of got into music and things like that. What did you put the band together or were you auditioning for it or what happened? Okay. So I was, I thought, you know, I was doing music and blah, blah, blah. And I thought I was basically like a Noel Gallagher, Liam Gallagher, meet mm. Springsteen guy in college doing my thing. You were like, I'm going to fuck shit up. I'm yeah. going to like throw people out windows. Yeah, I'm Man- going to have sex Manchester with so many Man- things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a man, can yeah. I go like fucking hey, yeah. fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but fights. That, that's all I knew, you know. I was wearing a parka and everything. I'm yeah. the air like I did, you know. I loved it. I was part of that, loved that scene. And then, um, 
my sister was actually always the singer in, in, in our family and I just played guitar and I started singing. I won a few competitions. I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And my sister, remember the, you know, uh, is it a newspaper or a magazine called The Stage? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I remember that. I remember the audition. Yeah, ones. yeah. At the time it was online and she printed it out. And you know, sometimes you you if you print a shit like ours was, misses out a bit of ink here and there. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it printed it off and it says, audition, Universal Music auditioning in Manchester looking for, you know, pop rock singers. Sorry, Roxinger's not whatever. I, it misprinted something. I can't remember what it was, but it misprinted, and I thought, brilliant. But yeah. What it, Mis- it left out the boy band. Bit. It left out. The, it left out <laughs> the no guitars <laughs> bit, mate. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when I turned up, we turned up to Manchester, and I, I was the only one with the guitar. And I went to my mum. I was like, "Mum, why is that guy over there like stretching out?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What's going on here?" I said, "Mum, I just want to go home. This is really fucking weird. This is really weird." And uh, she's like, no, just come on, it's universal. Even if it's not right for you, just, just stay here. It's nice that you took your mum, though. You didn't like you know, <laughs> the rock star. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rock star scene, you know. Hadn't, still hadn't, down to yeah, earth. Yeah, still still there. there. Keep, you know, you know You've always got that. You've got to have that. Yeah, yeah. You know where your bread's buttered. Yeah. <laughs> so I went in there and went into this room and they wouldn't allow me, you know, in there with my guitar. And they went, right, lads, everyone, line up, blah, 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 blah. blah. We're going to play some music. And, and how many of them are you? How many people are there? Oh, there's there? like hundreds really? but, but we went in like 15 at a time into it into so a room. x factor oh. style in a sense where yeah, it's like it was that. universal and, and and what i didn't realize is they were putting together this band and uh they got us all in this room like yeah all right boys after uh, we're gonna we're gonna separate you all into into single get you find a space it'll play some music and we want you to dance oh my god i would have shot myself i mean and there's and no I, and i literally i, I literally my <laughs> honestly it was off it was the worst moment of my life <laughs> Because there's this guy next to me doing this, like, you know, and I'm just like this, like, and looking at my mum in, in through through the door, through the window. And your mum's actually going, go on. Mum's going, yeah, yeah. Mum's laughing her head off. Oh my god. Anyway, that was obviously uh, wrong for me, uh, but Universal uh, picked me up from there basically. And Tom was part of that management, and Tom was the cameraman who was filming that audition. And he said to me, "Look, really like you. Do you want to start a band with me?" And I went, "Yeah, why not?" So I got the train down every weekend to his parents' house and we started writing the album and remember Minidisc? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he used to send me Minidisc and I remember, literally, I remember him, he, he, he sent me this Minidisc through the post. He's like, hello, Danny, mate, how you doing? I've got, I've got this song and it starts like this. Dun, dun, dun. Recently I've been... And then his mum goes, Tom, your dinner! And he goes, all right, mum, I'll be down in a set! Because obviously she's out of my league and I'm like... Dude, that's insane! Amazing. But what this is the what do you think it was about you? Why why were you... Because if you're the one like not really dancing or not really... What was it about you that was standing out from the crowd? Because it had to be something. What, what made you unique well i went in there and sang richard ashcroft bittersweet symphony of the verve and, and love then, it, and then love that song. yeah and then they were like oh do you know any pop? same i love that song as well do you, do you know how it goes yeah sweet symphony no, <laughs> no. sweet symphony that's clean bandit isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i went in there and, and uh sang that and a bit of stereophonics and like, oh do you know any pop i said well i don't know i said paul weller and they all laughed <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why they they weren't laughing because I I didn't know about pop at the time. Yeah. Did you not? And what this is what's crazy, right? So he so Tom went. Look, come on, I'll 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 take you down the stair stairwell and and teach you this song. And we were, I remember in this stairwell and he taught me this song. Backstreet Boys, it was. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wish. So, yeah. Even though I could, they and didn't then know. Who knew one day you'd be support? <laughs> they'd be supporting you. I know it's crazy, man. But that honestly, that song when I learned it, I was like, ah, I get pop now because. 
It was like this but, world but, of. But was your was the genre pop? I suppose it is pop. I don't. I, well, I, I would was, say like pop was like Britney Spears. Do you know yeah, what I mean? What I is what is pop? Popular music now, isn't mm. it? But like at the time, it, I was writing six minute long songs. Well, now I didn't pop, know that you had to get a radio edit at three twenty yeah. and all that. I was like, what? well, now, what now you really yeah, see, yeah, like, you're basically God. writing a monologue. Everyone's like, fuck, <laughs> hey, get on with it. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I can write two songs now. You know, yeah. six minutes. Well, now pop is like mumble rap, isn't it? So, oh, you know, that's all. Sorry, it's, it's, it's gone a bit crazy. It's got, well, it's all like mumble rap, but I guess because it's, it's really cheap to produce. Is that what? Sorry, I'm being. So, is that what pop? Is, oh yeah, is that what pop means? Popular music. It's not like a genre. That's what I see it as. I, I mean, it is, pop it is, is a genre, like, like a like a like a like a sort of decade thing. I would say. No, no, no. Pop is no, no. What you thought it was like? <laughs> yeah. What like? Modern. What, what you, I thought it was like rap or like rock. No, pop, or, it, pop is popular mu- music. Yeah, yeah. What, whatever's popular. No, short, you've short. Got, you're both wrong. It's short for pop. You, you haven't been in the music well, industry as long as me. I, 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 <laughs> I, I know what I'm talking about. So that's what pop is. You I, what did you think it was? You what, thought it was I thought like, it was a genre of music. Oh, what called pop music? Pop music. But, it, but you didn't know it was, <laughs> it was short for popular. Well, I did know that, but I thought that was the name of the genre. Yeah, that is. Well, it's not a genre. It's just. It's become a genre, I think, because of that. Because of that, you know. But but then, so you you and Tom linked up, okay, and uh, and and you started writing these songs, and so then yeah. you were like, okay, fine, we're going to start a band. And how old were you at this time? So I was seventeen, just about to turn eighteen, and we signed to manage song right there. Seventeen, yeah. about to turn eighteen, 18. <laughs> drinking my first Corona. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting in here, <laughs> eating Maltesers. I don't know why I'm singing that because I'm quite a good singer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Eating Maltesers, yeah, yeah, with grapes on it's the like side. like Nickelback. So why does your jaw do that? That's what it is. Why does your jaw go out? You've got like an underbite. Open. <laughs> so you're 17 at the time, and, and you know, growing up, right, it, it's you, you either want to be a an actor, uh, like a, an astronaut, or, or a rock star. That's Only you wanna, those three things. <laughs> <laughs> Only. No, but it's true. You, as a, or a footballer, right? You want to be... So there's a mixture of things Man, that... football was huge for me. Yeah. yeah, so but guys, you know, so, guys, so you want to be a footballer or a, mm. or a rock star, right? And so you then start living this dream of something that you're... Because it, it's only a dream, wasn't it? You have posters on the wall. You love Springsteen. You love yeah. all these people. But then suddenly it's becoming a reality. What was that like for you? Was it just, this is what you were going to do? There was no ifs and buts. This is what I'm going to do. It was crazy to start with because obviously we... You don't realise it's uh, you're living your dream until you look back on it, I don't think. I think you look back and you go, wow, because the first two years... Because you take quiet. it for granted, maybe. You do, well, well, you're in the moment, I suppose. Yeah, you, you just don't know what the future holds and you're writing these songs and, and we signed to management. I was like, okay, that's great, you know, amazing. And, and we stayed in the Intercontinental in High Park Corner mm. in room 363. Smart, look yeah. at that. All in the same room. Uh, it was just me and Tom at the time, uh-huh. so yeah, we shared the room and a couple um, of friends and lots of lady <laughs> lots of lady <laughs> friends in that too. Mate, we used to write a song and then go, "Come on, let's go out." And there was this place called, um, "Oh my God!" It was in Holborn called. After, it was called After School or String Old School. Fellows. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was called. I know. Francis yeah. knows the one as well, yeah. very well. P- Peter used to meet us at the front door and walk us in. Um, and yeah. used to go there and used to... Mate, we used to go out on £8 and get battered. Yeah, see, isn't that insane? Yeah, eight quid. Eight pounds. Yeah. And uh, dude, this is the same thing. I went to Leeds University, so we're, from, we're, we're similar. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're very, that's why we connect and you don't connect with Francis. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> and it's your taste of music. He doesn't like... You, you, you said, I think we probably got more similar taste of music than no, you. No, no. Look. Britpop. Do you know what Britpop is? Yeah, I know what Britpop is. British, know, is British popular music. 
Yeah, well, God, but <laughs> well, you asked me what it was. All right, name a name a Britpop. Okay, yeah. I will. Blur. Oh, oh that's good. Go. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> was, was that actually one? Yeah. There you go. No worries. Hang on. Stop what you're doing because we've got a word from our sponsors. And now back to the podcast. But um, so, so but this is the, the most amazing thing about it. So you had you you were slowly you were slightly growing into this kind of like band that was becoming bigger and bigger. And how did you start to pick everyone else? How did you sort of form it together? Because you well, it's you and Tom together. Yeah. And then you're like and you're you're young. Like how old's yeah, Tom at 17. the time? But, uh, he's eighteen. I'm 17. Which is which is baby. Like that is that is so young at the time. But then you're you're forming a, a business together. It was difficult for my mum, you know, and dad because they were like, you know, you're moving to London to sign this management, and I'm not, you know, this guy was kind of an old uh, American guy, and it's not that it's not it's not like this young dude who walks in and goes, yeah. hey, can I sign your son? It's like, can I sign your son? It's like yeah. it's a bit weird, but it was um it was it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah. You know, what are you gonna bit, do with my son? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, the first time I ever went down there, she uh, she stayed in the same hotel and just spied on me just in case you know anything went down. But oh, that's so yeah, sweet. So we signed to him and we basically wrote the first album in that hotel room. Really? We went round to record labels and played it acoustically on like in a room like this with executives sat on sofas. We went round every label in London. It was the most mundane weird atmospheric Let, let's just actually pitch like, that as well I want to because as a listener you have to understand that so you're you're going with your tape or would it be in tape no not was it a CD we go with a tape we went, we went with two guitars oh so you actually went with the guitars yeah. okay fine so you take it in there so it's two guitars not attached to like speakers nothing at all you sit in there and you've got executives sitting around and you go uh, we're going to play you a song well you're selling <laughs> this idea of going we've got two guys here we don't know how many we want in the band but we know we want it to be like Beatles Beach Boys like rock and roll kind of yeah. like pop so what? So what? At what point? Because you 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 said you originally wanted to you know go down the sort of stereophonics Brit yeah. pop. You sang Bittersweet Sem- Symphony yeah. in your in your audition. At what point did you say, oh well, okay, I'm, I'm okay not going down that path and going down a more pop rock? I just route. always like to challenge. I yeah, always yeah, like yeah. to test myself and like it's it's hard. Like you know, um, no no. Dis- I love being you know from from up north and being from B- Bolton. But the problem is, is you can only get so far. Yeah. And I feel like to challenge yourself and get out of your comfort zone yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is where. And I kind of knew that at an early. I don't know why. I think I knew it from football. It, it, like trying yeah. new positions. I was like, oh shit, I'm actually good at right back or right wing or. Well, you develop. It's the only way you develop is putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Exactly. And I think being a little bit kind of like. It, at, at, at the time I was at, at school, it wasn't you, you don't carry your guitar down the you know down yeah. the corridor. I actually, get spat, I got spat on and stuff. It's weird. It's so weird you're, you're like Billy Elliot for music. <laughs> yeah, 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 stop singing and dancing. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, cares? I only know about yeah. birds. Oh, go down to pit. <laughs> 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 All right, lads. I've come on podcast. You're taking yeah, pits. You're taking to pits. I'll come down here like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I can't say anything because my son. Guess where my son was born? London. Guess no. Guess what he's got on his bloody passport. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, Oxford, Chelsea. Does he? Chelsea. Yes. You posh boy. Look at I that. Know, I know. Uh, 
Can hey, you believe it? Welcome yeah. to welcome to the team. Nice <laughs> yeah. to meet you. Welcome to the party. Can I be quickly honest with you? I I once did a personal appearance in Bolton. Yes. Oh, yeah. I went to it was a, a club called Levels that I went to in Bolton. It's a new club. It was. A, uh, it's not was it the old Icon. I, 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 I've only been there once. Atlanta. Those, sounds, those were the days. And I went and I my I got given my hotel room, which is the Holiday Inn in Bolton. And not oh. I'm not being snobby or anything. I, I actually couldn't stand it. <laughs> I actually, I, I was so scared for my own life that I was going to be, <laughs> something was going to happen to me. That, like, it smelled a cigarette. I thought someone had died in there. That I, so I had to take a taxi from Bolton all the way back to London. Are you I, kidding me? I swear you got, to God. because so you, you didn't change hotel. You thought no, that no, no, no. all hotels are like this in Bolton. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah. home. This is it. This, this is it. Take me back to Chelsea. <laughs> What's the holiday in like at Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. holiday in. It's, it, it's lovely. I don't know why I've gone more northern now. We're talking yeah. about Bolton. <laughs> but but the thing is, so you guys, so you were writing these songs. You were going into these executives. You were you were pitching these songs, and and so and what what then happened next? So they kind of said, right, we kind of love this thing, or what was it? At the time, we weren't really bothered. We were just like cool, letting our manager do his thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just writing the songs, and we knew they were good because everyone was like buzzing about it, and there was this buzz about these two guys that were creating this band and. We knew that and we just kept going with it and going with the energy. So from that, we got offered a deal uh, at Ireland Universal and um, it was a huge thing for us. It was a huge deal and it went down, you know, in the industry as like a big deal. And and, and can, just <clears> to pry this pry, once again, you can get, you don't have to say, but what kind of deal are we talking about? You're 18, 17, 18 years old and they're offering you a big cash deal. And what kind of money are they talking about back then? What was it? It was like, it was six figures. It was big. It was like as big as U2's. It was, I think, Shit, I think that's they, insane. Well, no, what we, what they told us, it was as big as U2's, one of U2's deals or something like that. Or one of the first deals that they had. So what? that's all I know. But you, but it had, wasn't you like, haven't sold any records. Not one, mate. So, so then, then how Obviously, you have, to, you have to recoup that. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's, like, so it's, an, it's like an advance. So yeah, it's an advance. I, and, and, so, and, I, and I watched this documentary once called uh, 30 Seconds to Mars with um, oh, yeah, nice. Gerard, uh, Ger- yeah. not Gerard Butler, <laughs> Gerard <laughs> Butler as lead singer. <laughs> Gerard Leto. And he talks about the fact that he, uh, and not saying you have anything similar, but he freaking hated the music industry because it was, he said he was creating all these things and then he was just paying everything back to them <clears> and it was pretty tough. And so you're given this, this money and then... Look, I have no idea, but I suppose at that age, you're like, holy well, you're, shit, we got this t- in our account, let's just go in, right? crazy yeah. with it. You're tied in, 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 in a lot of ways, yeah. You got, obviously, you straight away in, 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 a, in a high tax bracket and then you get, uh, you know, percent off your manager. But then the problem is, is what, and what we didn't understand at the time is, you don't own your record mm. and you don't own it for 10 years. You don't own anything. You get it back after 10 years. So you years. get no rights. Um, I don't know. I don't know the details of it, but I know that after 10 years, you get 100% back. And maybe we we may, maybe did deals where it's 20%, 80% ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, what we did is we made sure that we own touring. So we, are, we own yeah. all our merchandise and touring and stuff, which is kind of... And that, we well, that, now that's where the money is anyway. Well, now, like I've just self-released a single and, and I own 100% of it. And that's why it's difficult to get a deal for me now because I want to own my record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're freaking going to get into that, man. We can't wait. We're going to freaking get into that. But the, and also, sorry to keep going down this timeline. Just, no I'm so no interested in this because it's, because you also, you know, the music industry has changed like yes. so much. And, and okay, well, I'm not even going to try to explain it. How has it changed? You should have probably explained. How has it changed from when you started to now? Well, the, the, the most obvious thing is physical sales to mm. streaming. Yeah, <laughs> we used to do signings at HMV, sell yeah. records, and you know, we'd sell bundles instead of you know getting one single, you get three. Yeah, yeah. and there's all tricks like that where you can get you know. But nowadays, it's just I think one one sale is a hundred streams, so you have to get your mates to stream it a hundred times 
for to class as one sale. Oh my god! And it's god. just a little bit. The the algorithm's a bit weird, and you know where does the money go? Obviously, you get it's it's just not it's not as you know we, we don't get paid as well as we used to do. Put it that way. Yeah. And and do you think do you think the the music industry has has lost a bit of its charm in a sense? And I and I take that very carefully because. The, the charm of the music industry was the fact that it was about you making music and it was mm. all about the music. And it was, that was, you created a great song and then it got out there. People loved it. And I think, from my personal it's now about being a brand and, and, you, and it's not quite about just the music. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, I think it's on the verge of something very exciting. Oh, really? See, <clears> see that's yeah. different. Okay, fine. Because the reason why is we, if we can get the... Like, I was watching this thing on YouTube. People should go and check it out. It's called The Art of Distortion. And it's just explaining about, you've got these beautiful like studios that have got like hundreds of thousands of pounds of equipment. And then they get out an an, an iPhone AirPod and they go, we do it all to be played on this or an iPhone. It's like, why have we got all this? But it does translate and it does make a difference. And why is that? And it's just everything about why, you know, Um, because, you know, back in the day, you remember your hi-fi, it was massive. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely massive speakers. You crank it. You got I a CD. Freaking loved, like, man. I nowadays, blew out the speakers of my hi-fi because I was playing. I was playing um, Dead Prez. Do you remember Dead yeah, Prez? Yeah, yeah, hip hop. <laughs> yeah, hip hop. <laughs> in my in my boarding school room, yeah. <laughs> thinking I was fucking wicked. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but so so you think so, it, so you're thinking it's on the brink of something really exciting? Yeah, and I think it's getting there because if. There's, there's a lot you can say about this and everyone has different opinions, but streaming is exciting because it, it's opened up a whole new world to... Um, for releasing music. For releasing, but also we know what people actually do like because yeah. the proof's there and they go out and whatever. And, and there seems to be less secret, like secrecy to towards artists. We, we tend to mm. give a lot more away, like with Instagrams and, and kind of all Well, there's that. no secrecy, right? There's, there's, no, there's none of that anymore, which is kind of cool. Less I guarded, more transparent. Yeah, maybe yeah. people want that. Like, yeah. you know... Um, but there is that thing of like, you know, the internet, the whole, not just Spotify, but the internet and YouTube as is basically an encyclopedia for kids. They can just mm. learn and do whatever they want, you know, yeah. and search whatever they want. So they, there's no real control in terms of like high up companies going, you will listen to this, which because, is what they, or you will buy this. Okay, they had, so they had, there we go. And that's, and that's, sorry, that's what I actually, which is so true because I'm being an idiot, which is now just made me realize is that. I had this whole vision that it was about the music. It's not. It's about these big corporate businesses having complete control over everything. They were the ones who were saying, you're going to be a star or not be a star in a certain kind of way. But now it's freedom. Well, right? Nowadays, us as the artists and us as the, us as the musicians and all that have more, have more power. Yeah. Um, we, what's weird is, there's, I mean, there's so much going on. There's labels that, uh, you know... Uh, are scared to invest or there's there's very few i don't know how to say it without being pissing somebody off but it's kind of like there's not that there's no balls in the risk anymore. of us no yeah but that, that's so, in television so, so, as well so, that's in television as well so, television is actually no one's no one's being risky enough at, at no, so, it's, it's always about how they look i think well well so so actually oh, there was a very interesting um frank zappa was like an old interview of, of him talking about this exact thing and so you know in the 60s and 70s he was saying you know there was you know uh, you had sort of you know creek Clearwater Revival, all these like sort of far out bands hmm. who 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 did stuff that had never been you know done before, and were having all the experimental stuff, Led Zeppelin, yeah. all these all these guys, 
and then you know they, they it sold so well but the old guys with the, the you know cigars they were the ones releasing that and they were like okay well it's selling so because that was the only yeah so, so that, that was, was the only option yeah exactly so, so let's do more of that so then they got in these hippies to try and be to try and guess what the or pre- preempt what the young uh, people are going to want are going to want to listen yeah. to and then the sort of young hippies and the hip people <laughs> get, get, became the guys at the top mm-hmm. and then started only like basically pl- playing what they thought that the young people wanted to mm-hmm. play. So they w- didn't want to take risks and therefore it became this kind of, um, well, I guess static thing where these people at the top start, started to make decisions on what people are going to l- listen to. And I guess also radio plays and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so, 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 but now I think what you're, what if, if, if I'm right, uh-huh. uh, you're saying that, that because is he just rambling, I'm sorry, are you just, are you, are <laughs> no, you, are you, he's, no be- he's getting to a point. Is he getting to a point? Because, because of the sort of a- accessibility to not just. Hey, Rob, you've only got 30, you've only got not, not, a time just, slot. Not just, well, you've been, you've been, you've been <laughs> chatting shit the whole time. <laughs> so so I thought I'd talking. say something. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Um, and, uh, so now it's so much more accessible to make music, but also release it. Like, you know, you were talking about, you needed a big studio all this mm. equipment to make a some little bit of distortion on a, on a on a sound like now you can have all of that in a in a program on a on a, a digital audio well, interface yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and now so it's becoming a lot more accessible to make music and release it but then people are having to invest <clears throat> yeah. more in their brand i think we did go through a stage though of a lot of bedroom bedroom producers and the uh daniel beddingfield <laughs> Wasn't he, he, he was amazing he was an exception <laughs> but i think when spotify first came out there was a lot of like poor quality stuff on it mm. and the reason not you know i'm not talking about the big artists i'm talking about the the stuff that dudes have just produced in their bedroom but suddenly these bedroom producers are becoming like stars incredible and like you said a brand so you don't have to you know i'm not calling um zed a bedroom producer because zed is one of my favorite ever dance producers but he's a brand Mm. And he does it. Does, does he, does he do guy. it from his? Does he do it from his room? No, I'm just or like what, Chance what, the Rapper. But he, 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 is, that, is that another one? Who does it yeah, from his room? He's got like old merch and I mean he's very much. Oh, he's a YouTuber. Have you he's seen the? YouTuber, um, yeah, have you seen the um, uh, documentary, The Art of Organized Noise? No. Okay, so it's about like oh, it's amazing because this. The I'm gonna check it out tonight. It's like, amazing, and it's about like how um, Andre 3000 and and CeeLo Green and all these people came out of this basement where they were from on the streets and because it was too dangerous to hang on the street they they like hung under their basement and they signed it all and their mum just let their pals come in and they created this whole like mm. scene society like, like a scene yeah. down so like a basement scene like a boiler room yeah scene, which is amazing and i feel like we're on the verge of kind of doing that again with like the tile yards of the world and all these studios mm. around but it's Fuck, just that's so interesting it, it, it is exciting but what i'm what i what i would love is the quality back because cd was the best ever mm. quality that we've ever had and i think we're on the verge of but why why is cd the best what, what? um i don't know technically why but i feel like it, it, does it just sound the best well it's like it's like streaming netflix it's like now you can do hd it's, it's a like, raw file when is the when is the purest form mm. we might even get better we might get we might get onto better maybe there's some i don't know out there that people will comment on here that well it's already that quality maybe might be but i know there's a there's a there's the an option on yeah. there's an option on spotify to get you know the best quality and and it's you, you do you, you do can, hear you, it you can notice you know? it on good speakers you can hear the, yeah. the difference in the quality i mean i got a studio in my garden with some speakers that cost mm. me six and a half thousand pound they show up everything mm. so you do hear six and a half grand speakers mate, i'm insane. sorry that is a joke what are you paying for i need i them. can i can literally get i can get 
20 quid ones from Boots and they're, they, they're exactly the same. Do you know what? I bet they do a better job. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. And your neighbours won't just, be as annoyed. Just, yeah, yeah, literally. They're not that big. They just, they're just pure, they just show up everything. Mm. But dude, before we get into the rest so of So much to talk about. Yeah, we've got so much we're going to get into it. Uh, Francis, but before we get into this, this big ticker here is like making me anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry. Well, I keep looking going. Blah, 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 where, where, on. When it hits 60, Francis dies. It's actually really <laughs> exciting. Um, but Francis, right. Uh, we need to have question of the week. Yeah, so you and, and listen, no one ever gets it right. So Francis gives a question, we try oh, and answer it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's a music based one. Okay, okay. Do you want a music one? Well, I mean, it would be quite fitting, wouldn't it? Would it we don't, I mean, it could be about. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he always says this. He says, here we go, and then doesn't have it in front of him. So you're like ready for it, and then he delays. No, no, because. Okay, all right. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Every time, every time. Every time. No, it's these. It's these okay, there we go. <laughs> he, he won't be ready, ready? You ready? Don't you. I, I, like, what did I say? He's not ready. He's not ready. No, no, I, I am ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. How many. No, that's not. Yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, well, this is actually about streaming and stuff, so I don't know. If... Oh. Do you know, in, in the break while it's you wait for it, I want to give a big shout out to Polly, who's our editor, who's sitting over here. She is a big fan of yours, okay. Danny. Like, oh. like, she has a poster of, of you no, on her. Doesn't. Yeah, she does. She's freaking out right now. And she's also got a play on. And Polly, where's your play? I'm going to give that a shout out right now. Where's your play? Bridewell Theatre, oh, nice. and also it's a pillow fight, so if you're into that, go and check it out. Right, Tickets on. are £15. Love pounds. a pillow fight. We love a pillow fight. Um, she is playing one of the pillows, so it's, <laughs> it's very exciting. But go, it's at the Bridal Theatre in London, and it okay. starts when? November the 6th. November the 6th, three days after my birthday. So you can give me a cake and then go there. Which Thinking be, about it, it would be funny to play the pillow, wouldn't it? It would be amazing to play yeah. the pillow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to play the pillow. Imagine telling your mates that. What are you up to? Playing and, a pillow also, in the West End. <laughs> I'm kidding. But go and check out Polly's play. It's going to be insane. Go and check out the Bridal Theatre, November the 6th. Tickets are £15 and it's pretty awesome. Uh, not that I've seen it yet, but apparently I, I hear the reviews will be good. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I hear on the streets. Right, Francis, are we now ready for All question right. of the week? Yes, we are nearly There's ready. a good pace, this podcast. There's a very good pace. Oh, do you like no it? No messing about. It's quite intense. It's intense. I can't think straight, but it's good. Okay. That's probably the drugs we put in it's your like, beer. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry. Stream is by I don't know anymore. I know, shit. I, let's slow it down for All the right. next one. Let's oh. really just make it more relaxed. Okay. Are you ready? No, I'm ready. I'm, I'm just. I'm just. Are you getting Okay, I'm just choosing a good one. Okay. All right. We'll just how, take a time to relax. Oh, you, he's not, now I've started talking over him. Yeah. I was, okay, ready? Go. How many thoughts, roughly, do we we have each day? Ah, on average. Do you know? It's so weird. You answer, ask this question because I was literally talking the other day about, about how many thoughts you have about, during the about, day. About how many decisions you can make. F- like, there's a f- actual fact of this. I can only make one decision. Well, it's probably once. probably because when you're thinking, you're almost like making a decision on something. Yeah. Right. So like, there's this like you know, as a as a, a busy guy or an entrepreneur, or whatever you do as businesses, mm. apparently you're meant to set your clothes out the day before, so it's one less decision. Yeah. I, I, do, you, do you know what? I'm like, like, what? Set your claws out. Your claws out. No, your claws. Oh, claws. <laughs> so it's interesting you say that. Claws. I, I, I wear the same u- uniform every day. I wear blue. Like a blue trousers, a white shirt, okay. and, and that's one that. less decision. Yeah, because and I and, and, one more than and it helps because I can do it hey, all in one load hey, of laundry. Danny, 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 you can sum him up in that, He's lying. In that, in that yeah. one okay, sentence. Great. No, uh, no, I'm not. No, you, I'm not firstly, lying. Firstly, oh. firstly, firstly, 
Oh, he okay, described it on. as his uniform. That's, that's the first thing. And yes. secondly, he, convenient reasons so he can all wash it all at once. <laughs> that yeah. sounds about that's, that's time saving on many counts. Um, I like it. Okay, it's so, so, efficient. so yeah. Danny, you are the guest. You get the honours of going first. How many thoughts do you think you have per day? Oh, so this is kind of okay. So it's different to decision making. So thoughts. I mean, come on. Maybe fifty a minute. Do you think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, so how many how many minutes are in a day? Do you know that? Oh, oh God! God sake, you're asking. So 60, yeah. No, well, oh. sixty minutes in an hour. Okay, twenty four hours. So keep going. Sixty times twenty four. Two times two times six is here we go. One thousand two hundred. So wait. So sixty in a minute, and how times by how many? How many, 20, how many minutes in an hour? 60. 1,000. Times by 24. 86,400. Oh. oh, so. What? Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Does that sound Maybe, right? Yeah. Is that 50 a minute? We're getting Pete, our producer, to, to, to Google okay. it for us. So, so I think it's 86,400. So if, we then we divide that by 50, if I'm right. Is that right, Pete? Just to. Just quickly hold on one second. Some frantic calculations going on here. Oh, we got Polly on it. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I said. Whoa, we've got 86,072 and 1,400. No, so there's 1,440 minutes in, an, in a day. Oh, in a day. Oh, oh. no, no, hang on. Just, just guys, just hold on. So, like, so if how that's 50 a minute. many minutes yeah. in a day? I said that. It's, one th- it's like I'm 1,400. Just, I'm there's, just, okay, there's, a, oh God, there is. There's, there's 1,440 minutes a day, not 82,000. Okay, so, so half that, because I'll be sleeping half the day. <laughs> yeah, but you're dreaming. But is that a thought? Yeah, I suppose it is. So, so I'm gonna do well, so divide that divide that by fifty. <laughs> so you're saying you have, oh no, times it by fifty. Sorry, one four four don't, zero. Don't give the calculator to Jamie. You can't even. So it's seventy two thousand. Pete, you had it right from to begin with. I okay. So take take a few hours out of the day where um, no, because I'm thinking at the same time. Around about seventy thousand. I would right. say for me Jamie. personally. Jamie, I have two thoughts a day. Is he? <laughs> Get up and wank. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Wanking, and then when am I going to poo? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Getting up is one of his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might as well get up now because <laughs> I've got a wank. <laughs> All right. So, again, sorry, mate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, Daddy, you're going for seventy thousand. I am going to my go. brain. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. Do you know what? I, I'm going to go up there with you. I think my brain works pretty pretty active as well. That's why but, I, don't worry. Be happy. But, but I think that you're probably a little bit more just because you're you. I think you're probably more creative in a certain way than I am. <laughs> so I would say that I would. I'm going to go fifty thousand. I'm going to okay. go fifty thousand. You go seventy thousand. Okay. Part two, Francis? Well, yeah, listen up at the end of part two. I will give you the answer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in part two. We've still got Danny Jones. Uh, we're <laughs> still going to have to answer the question of the week. Danny More. Jones from McFly. And loads of other things. And McBuster. And other things. And other things. Yeah. And, and Danny Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you in part two. <laughs>